What is up, everyone? We're back. Trash talk, homicide, Williams. Mark Worthington, I almost called you Corey Worthington, man. Fuck. That fuck? <laughs> is he still alive? Corey Worthington. Yeah. I was the dude that ran the party, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, with those glasses. Yeah. That's what happens when we get together. <laughs> we run a party. That, no. Go, go, go. <laughs> that, that kid was wild. Could you imagine coming home, understanding what your son has done? It's like Project the X. Well, that was what Project X, X was based on. Project X, the movie, was actually based on those events. Like, legitimately, that was the inspiration for the script there. I thought it was a party like that in the States, but that was Corey Worthington. No, no, no. I, I believe it was Corey Worthington was what the, orig- what the movie was based on. Fucking legend. Which yeah, is he, he, he's legendary. He's carrying that to the grave, you know. Almost kind of like last week, I went and watched Boomers. When they beat Lithuania, there was a guy in the bar. They said he caught the greatest <laughs> mark in AFL history. What's the guy's name? Play with Melbourne. Oh, uh, Sean. Um, Sean, 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 Sean Smith. Sean Smith. <laughs> that was his name. No, no, no. His name was sounding more difficult than that. It was, they were in the grand final. Had this mark went in, they would have caught it and won. But defensively, he came out of the blue and caught it. They said it was the greatest mark. Leo Barry. There we go. Leo Barry. That's Leo Barry, you star. (laughs) One last roll of dice for the Eagles. Leo Barry, you star. There we go. Yeah. What was Leo Barry doing? What what bar were you at? Were you in Sydney? I was in uh, South Melbourne. You're at two rocks, surely. No, 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 no. I was literally, I was with some other people. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> sounds super dodgy, but um, I, you know, uh, the entrance, the road, you, Middle Park. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. a pub. The entrance where if you would go to Grand Prix, like a, a the, the 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 entrance to get into to think, Grand Prix I, Park. I know there's, there's a, a hotel on that corner. Yeah, I know. No, I know the one. Middle Park that, Hotel, I think, is something like this. There's that one because there's a couple of bougie ones which I think are more likely to find you and Leo Barry at. I don't know. There's I, the I, Emerald. No, go ahead, keep going. And like a, a silver sort of building? Uh, it was like white. Yeah, I know the one. I know the exact one. It was one right on that car. corner. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but funny enough, you know, we're talking. I don't even know how to, how he and got And we get there, to football, but... but anyway, I saw you with a Richmond Tigers shirt oh, on. Oh, come on, man. And you're an Essendon supporter. So basically, there's a loudmouth lady in the cafe I go to <laughs> who's just, she barracks heavy for Richmond. And I said, there's no way because of the record that Richmond um, um, Brisbane has in the Gabba, yeah. twelve and zero. Mm-hmm. Got this from the great John Casey. I'm sure it was everywhere else, but John Casey <laughs> knows his shit. Yeah, he's like, there's, there's no way. There was no way that Brisbane was going win. to win. There was no way Brisbane was going to win. Okay, so uh, I don't know. I don't know. Twelve and zero at the Gabba, <laughs> pretty tough team. I think Richmond anyway, came out of there. Anyway, right? but anyway, so, we're going to hear enough about the AFL and the papers as the Boomers continue to roll. Even if the Boomers win the World Cup, we're still going to hear about the AFL. Nothing about the Boomers in today. the papers. Absolutely nothing. Nothing the about the Boomers. Well, they can get a bit of a pass with the recent news, of course. Rest in peace, Spud Frawley. That the papers can cover that one. No issue there. But let's yeah. just jump onto the last game here. We'll start it from the start. There's a couple games you got to. There's some yeah. huge games that Australia's won here. We talk about. We'll start with Canada. We got down in the third quarter, and that could have completely changed the dynamic of the rest of the World Cup. I think the one thing that has been the trademark of the Boomers since game one has been their poise in the fourth quarter. And we saw that against Canada from the get-go. Obviously, we've got a three-headed attack at the point guard. We've got, obviously, Delhi, who is, you know, Delhi's Delhi. He's solid. He's not going to make too many mistakes. We can put Paddy Mills there, but obviously he's our closer as well, and we like him to get buckets. 
But Joe Ingles has been our best playmaker this tournament so far. And it started in the Canada game, him being able to distribute, get going. That's led to him being more wide open as the tournament's gone along because defences are starting to fan out, which is allowing him to start scoring. But with that Canada game, full credit to Joe Ingles and what he was able to do to set up his teammates and massive minutes off the bench by Chris Goulding and Andrew Bogut. Those two were massive in the Canada game. So well, what a bounce back from Joe Ingles after a real disappointing London. Just couldn't get it going Rio. for us in, London, in Rio. That's the right. That's the one you get mixed up with those. Mm. But super disappointing to bounce back now and to be probably our best. In terms of, uh, is Patty, him and Patty. He's our most important player. Oh, I'd, say, I'd, I'd argue and say that it's still Patty Mills because it's so hard for us to find points. I think Patty is our best player. Yeah. Because he's our closer, obviously. He's our only, he's our we, only go-to bucket getter, if, which is the issue. But you would argue with what Joe does on the defensive end, like he did last night versus uh, Fournier. We put him on him, shut him down. His ability to pass the ball, his ability to shoot the three, as we saw last night, get to the basket, make the right plays. Come off the big rolls. He, he is our most important player to the Boomers. Paddy's yeah, still our best player as far as a finisher, but Joe is our most important player to the makeup of this team. Yes, absolutely. Now, before we came on air, Corey, you mentioned we were talking about Australia and all the all these other teams, and you mentioned when we spoke about Australia, you guys. You said you guys. You guys were metal. You got look. I'm now not. I feel like you've been here long enough <laughs> to be able. To, I don't want to make it a formal thing whether we say that we now allow you to say we when talking about the national team, or are you deep down still going for USA because there's no issue with that. I mean, there's You're definitely American. no issue with that. Um, I believe USA will get to the championship. That's without a doubt. Would you say USA? Nope. Win? They would you, won't. Would you refer to USA? I don't as believe they'll win it. I don't believe they'll win. It just comes down to the matchup, who actually gets there. I believe, okay, let's let's back up. You guys play Czech Republic, right? We. We. We play Czech Republic. <laughs> we play Czech Republic, yes. Australia plays Czech ah, Republic. We play Czech Republic. <laughs> right. Fucking say it. You, we. You guys are winning that game. Say we. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're going to play Spain. Spain will beat Poland. Poland. Easy. Then you that's your that's that the two out of the four that, that make up the um the semis. We're going to win on our side. We're gonna beat France, and Serbia is going to get through. Argentina. We will beat Serbia. You reckon Argentina's going through? No, no, I was saying Argentina's Play playing Serbia. Serbia. Oh, okay. I was about to say that. Yeah, no, that, no. That, I, I think Serbia is Serbia. They yeah. did show a chink in their armor against Did you Spain, see but... them in Spain the other night? <clears throat> That yeah, was ridiculous. Jokic got ejected. Yeah, he got early. ejected early. But um, yeah, I think we beat whoever comes out of it, Argentina or Serbia, without a doubt. So for me, obviously, we get past Czech. We, yeah, <laughs> we get past the Czech Republic. Uh, I think Spain get past Poland, which is fucking perfect retribution for Rio. Right. We get to play Spain. You can't tell me that the guys on that team aren't going to be fucking juiced for that game. With the right? refing standard of the tournament so far though, I reckon we get fucked over again. Oh, fuck the refs. They're all shit. Um, <laughs> but I think we beat Spain. On the other side, this Serbian team has been going against USA for what? The last six years? Something like that. In, in major competition. This team has stuck together. This is a brand new USA team. You can't tell me that the Serbian team 
isn't going to have it out for the USA. I said before the tournament that the big storyline coming out of this tournament was USA wasn't going to medal. I can easily see them dropping to Serbia to go to the bronze medal game, and I easily see them losing to Spain. Not caring about the bronze medal game and then losing to Spain. Yeah, or potentially, you know, potentially Australia. And if you like those odds, I looked it up. It's about four dollars. <laughs> four dollars for USA to not medal. Not medal. What? Yeah. What are they to medal? Uh, it was like the knockout rounds. Like they're Jeez, still four bucks. They're still favored at one thirty, yeah. I think. One thirty, something like that. They'll get to it. But I, I see. I, I can. Stiff not to I said it as a big call at the start. Looking at the brackets now, I can hundred percent see them not meddling. No, you, you, okay. So you can hundred percent see them. You're not saying it's hundred percent that they're not going to medal. Are you putting a match and some gasoline to that take there and saying it's hundred percent? I'm saying that they're not going to medal. Boom. They get to the championship. Yeah, I think they still get to the championship. I don't think they get past Serbia. We're going this to Serbian it. team is fucking legit. This Serbian team got their asses whipped by Spain. And, and it, so doesn't, not it doesn't. Legit. But it doesn't matter if <laughs> it you does lose. Matter. If you lose, that could be the little kick in the ass that you need to go on and kick someone else's ass. You know who already got their kick in the ass? USA. USA already got their kick in the ass. But they still won. They Australia. still won, but they still that was still a kick in the ass. They know those guys are basketball players. They're smart enough to know that why game wouldn't, was why wasn't Why wasn't the game versus Australia the kick in the ass that they needed? Where they almost lost because to Turkey and Turkey didn't even qualify. It was an exhibition game. Yeah. Exhibition game. <laughs> 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 I, I, look, I, I got to go Koreans. They, they, there is a chink in the armor. They lost. The, if they hadn't lost to Spain and played as poorly as they didn't understand Jokic out of there, but it's still, that's what leads me to believe that they're not as sort of this Serbian powerhouse that we previously yeah, It is all Serbia or, with no. Or Asia. is it that this competition is that fucking good? That, that was their first major look, test. Look, I'll lost, say this. They lost to my fifth hands. this is a best of five or a best of seven or a best of three series, the USA would win this tournament hands down every day of the week. Yeah. But Anything it's a one-off. happen with one game. But it's a one-off. Yeah. And the fact that it is a young team, they don't shoot well, they're in trouble, okay? Jason Tatum's still coming back. What's he going to be like when he returns? Is he going to come back? They say he is. See, that's a tough one. If, I, if I'm Boston, I'm saying no <clears throat> way. No way on a previous ankle injury. We know what that's like. Usually when you do an ankle on one side, you end up doing your knee on the other or something like that because you're favoring it. Right. So I'd be so surprised if Jason Tatum comes back. Even if they're saying it, I reckon he doesn't come back. I think they're just saying it so it doesn't look like he's Not like all these back. other guys just pulled out because he's had an injury. But it'd be a dumb move to bring him back, I reckon. I totally agree with you. But I'm just saying in the one-off series, shit's about to get real like fucking tough for the US. Like really fucking tough. I think... They had their little scare versus Turkey. But if you have to back up with Serbia and then Spain, like, can you imagine the emotional letdown if you lose that semifinal versus Serbia? Huge. And that was what happened to USA when they lost. When they, yeah, well, when they, they, got, they got the bronze, but it was still... Nobody nowhere. wants to yeah, play no, for Nobody wants to. No, it's a pride thing for these <laughs> yeah, USA Nobody guys. wants to play for And they're prize. going into that bronze medal game. Like Australia going into that bronze medal game. Say if it is an Australia versus USA matchup in a bronze medal game. Australia going into that with the whole nation behind them. Let's medal. Let's get this because it's huge if we medal. It's historic. It's, it's historic. USA yeah. going to that game getting hounded, laughed at by their country. No one really cares. I mean, that USA sort of always wins. So that's why it's like nobody cares about a bronze medal. That's so what, I totally and we, understand. We want to get to the point with Australia where no one cares about a bronze medal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I think you're at that point. point right now. That team is the, the that Australian team is legit. Medal, I would still be disappointed with the bronze medal at the moment. And no discredit to the players, whatever. 
It's a t- this is one of the most open years we've ever seen in the World Cup. This I'd is the best be chance. This it's, is the best chance for championship us to game win or it. bust. Right, for me. right. That's what Bogus said. Bogus said that in the interview. Speaking of emotional letdowns, how about Turkey? Oh, oh my God! Taking USA to the brink. <laughs> no, they should have won. Should have won. They missed free throws. No ball. Let's talk about no that game by balls. itself. No <laughs> balls. It ain't a cupcake league. It ain't a cupcake league. It ain't a cupcake how tournament. You, how could you not finish four free throws? Come on, man. Yeah. You don't. You Sphincters deserve. Got tight. How could you not? Sphincters got tight. That was ridiculous. So, so what was it? It was. <laughs> Chetty Osman missed the last two. The, the first dude that came out and shot the free throws off the unsportsman looked like he was shooting darts Nervous. at the rim. Like, that was so Nervous. bad. Which brings me to what your worst defeat has ever been in a game. All you've seen, because that's the worst defeat I've ever seen. I've seen replays on SportsCenter and all this sort of stuff of shit losses, bad beats, stuff like that. What is the worst single loss you've ever had in your career or witnessed? You'd be standing there watching, and you're just watching the last five minutes of a game. The single worst loss ever. Uh, I think for my career, and this is going to bring up a pretty bad memory, but in 06, we had the game one versus Greece, yeah. who were the powerhouse of all powerhouses in European basketball. Was that with Baby Shaq on the team? Yeah. Oh. Uh, Shortenitis. <laughs> oh, my. Shortenitis. But, but <laughs> we had the game in the bag, and David Barlow dribbled the ball up the court like there was no one around him and they tipped the ball from behind and went down and scored a layup to win on the buzzer pretty much. Oh. And that game would have, if we'd won it, we wouldn't have had to cross over with the US and all that. So it was a massive game in the context of our standing in the in the pool play. But right. that one was just a moral, like we were, we were fucked after that. But yeah, I'll, 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 I'll never forget that game as like the biggest emotional letdown after a game like there's been games that you lose on the buzzer and stuff like that but the, the magnitude, magnitude and like, the significance yeah. of where we were in the tournament and how we were playing well like this is not the boomers team that we have now but we were scrappy we were fighters teams yeah. didn't like playing us because we made things ugly and shitty and stuff like that and this was the fucking powerhouse that went on to the gold medal game yeah i think they lost to spain if i remember Rightly, Believe they so, lost yeah. to Spain in in the in the gold medal game, but like they had the emotional high of beating USA in the semi final to get there to get there. So sort of yeah, that fucking game. Yeah, the worst <laughs> game that I lost it was um, it was junior college in the championship. Juco. My point guard had the ball at the top. We up one point. That's a lie. We're tied up probably about like 15 seconds left, looking to get a shot. We shoot it or we go overtime. The point guard was like Rondo. The arms were literally like a seven-foot wingspan. He does the stupid bullshit crossover in front of the guy's face, takes his pocket, goes down, scores. Maybe like two seconds left, game over. We lose like that, the championship of junior college. Uh, which yeah, is a huge so, deal because you win course. the championship of junior college. Chip, you you were a champion. Your champion is D1 offers left, right, and center. I've never lost a bad game like that because I've got ice in my veins and I've never actually... You've never been in a big game. <laughs> <laughs> no, but let's just talk about... So, so the matchups for this <clears throat> these quarterfinals. So Argentina and Serbia. You've got Serbia going through there for sure. Yep. It'll be a major upset. Argentina gets that one done. Can USA, we, France. Can we... The, the guy from Argentina, Luis Scola... Is he, he's the Dave fucking Anderson of oh, world yeah. basketball. Like, well, what's he at now? Second? 
behind all time. Know, he passed all time for FIBA for, 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 for World yeah, Cups. The World Cup. Yeah. Because Andrew Gay is, is second to Oscar Schmidt. For, Austin, uh, is yeah. that for Olympics? That's for the or just general period. points for in FIBA competition? Might be general in FIBA. Because you think general in FIBA would be tough for Andrew because some of these European dudes play in FIBA competitions all year round, yeah, right. like qualifiers and stuff like that. So I'd be surprised if... But you never know. So USA the little scholar is a fucking legend. Yeah. He was great, and he still as well. still gets still buckets. Gets still gets done. buckets. USA France. So we got USA going through there. So that'll be yeah. Serbia, it's, it's, that's going to be an interesting game though. That's France huge. Serbia and USA. I know. I think I think USA up. are going to win. Like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I think, but like, it's going to be tough. It's not going to be the an French, easy. The French team has got some shit they to them. They got some ballers. Yeah. They got some ball players. Man, no, like, De Colo. Almost did you forget about, man. De Colo coming off the bench. He's, I think he's playing for Fenerbahce now in Turkey. Yeah, yeah. But he was the EuroLeague MVP last season as well. Yeah, oh, Nando's no joke. Yeah, he's, no, he was, he's he, he fucking was solid legit. in the NBA. He's one of those dudes that wanted to play. And he just plays like so smooth. And it looks like he's in slow motion a lot of times. But he's a heads up player. Spain, Poland, Australia, and Czech. You couldn't have asked, really, in my opinion, for a better pool. You've got the one team that's been has gone to this. So our main challenger in this pool, or in this outside of the draw, is Spain, who's gone into this tournament under a cloud of are they legit? Are they not? And barring that game against Serbia, they haven't been that impressive in their other games. Yeah, well, obviously the ball runs through Mark Gasol a lot, which I like that matchup for us because we've got Baines and Bogut. Yeah. And especially if Baines keeps shooting the three ball like he has, like he did last night versus France, where he's five or six. I think that just opens up the floor and the driving lanes for Delhi, Patty, Joe to get in there. But I worry about Patty on the defensive end against <clears throat> Spain. Yeah, I mean, just being loaded up into pick and roll defense. But I think most teams have tried to pick on Patty majority of the time. Well, it helps when you got one of the best one of the best big man defenders in Aaron Baines and Andrew Bogut. Absolutely on the drop situation. And I think we and myself included questioned the coverage, but allowing teams just to get the mid-range two. You can match those all day. You can match them all day. It's, yeah. it's better than giving up the three, three ball. It's better than giving up laps at the basket, you know? And so I was a little bit skeptical of what we were doing with all that, but it's to this point, you know, we let Evan Fournier just continue to get to the mid-range. We let DiColo keep getting to the mid-range last night. What happened in the fourth quarter? They started missing that shit. That's the thing. And it's hard. You watch the game and it can be frustrating in the first half, but at the end, there's a reason why it's the most ill-advised shot in basketball, apart yeah. from some of Paddy's which led, Which <laughs> led to leak outs for us as well. We yeah. were able to get rebounds and runouts from Paddy on the break, and there's no one better at this competition in transitioning into offense than Paddy Mills. He puts on the jets, and it's hard to catch him from there. But I don't Is there anyone in this team? Now, I know there was a lot of controversy and whatnot when the team was selected with certain guys getting picked and and as you said you pointed out as soon as this team was picked that once the you know when the what is it when the wood hits the iron when the fucking when the fire hits the iron what's the term there like when the when the iron, iron strikes hits. the help me out here just when the iron strikes when the iron strikes <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> game of thrones yeah. when the iron strikes you're probably only going to rotate with seven maximum eight players mm -hmm. out of the group you bring still any issues you have with the selection well, I think Mitch Creek has shown his value in this team and why he should have been selected in the first place. Yeah, well, forget about that. Xavier Cooks and stuff, you're getting injured, having to pull out. He's definitely been in the rotation. 
Mike, and this is just a general question overall, with Sobe and Glidden not playing minutes and both being 30, would you prefer that they take a younger guy to get the experience of all of it? Maybe just one young guy, almost like the Christian Leitner of that dream team yeah. sort of thing where you give a young person the experience instead of giving it to an older guy that's probably not going to be around in this next generation and start to... Because you, you know when it comes to international play, you have a eight maybe a nine-man rotation, possibly. Depending. I think we, we, can, we can potentially push it to a nine, but most likely in your years but it would have been six, seven. Absolutely. And with all the names that we've got to come back as well with Ben Simmons, Dante Exum, Brokoff, Jonah, if he decides to play or if Australia lets him back in to the team. I think that's more of the question. Um, but obviously we've got a lot of talent to come back. I sort of look at the bench and go, fuck, it would be nice for a real young kid to get the opportunity to understand what this is all about and give him the head start to continue the, the success of a Josh Australian Green Bar- type or someone like that. Yeah, someone yeah. like that moving forward. So, I, and and it's a tough one because obviously those two deserve to have that spot in the team. But I mean, they're glorified tail wavers at the moment. Because and there's nothing wrong with that, by the way, because I was fucking one of the best of them with the national team, <laughs> but. It makes me think, wouldn't it be good if we could give a young guy that position to try and continue that culture moving forward? I, th- I think my issue is that right now for this World Cup and Olympics, it's all in or all out. We need to perform at this World Cup and at the Olympics. And touch wood, we've had no injuries so far. But it's tournament playing. You never know what can happen. We have Delhi go down. Then all of a sudden, these guys jump up in the rotation. We're the warrior seeing, effect. The warrior effect. We're seeing potentially Sobi get <clears throat> 10, 15 minutes in the game. That's where you don't want to be stuck with some young guy where it's like, oh, we brought this guy for experience, but, but if now you we've look, actually got to put you him look on the at floor. our roster, okay. Like I said before, we've got three point guards already yeah. in Delhi, Patty, and Joe. I'd be, if Delhi, knock on wood, if Delhi was to go down, fucking little yeah. smack this fucking table. If we lose yeah. Delhi, <laughs> yeah, I noticed I'd, you didn't touch the word yeah. there, homicide. Yeah, I'd be super happy with sliding Joe into the point guard yeah. position and let him run the team. If you look at our twos, our threes, we're, we're covered across the board at the moment. You know, Nick Kay has performed way better than yeah. what we all expected at the start. Like after watching the USA games, we're like, well, maybe. I think every, there's not a single person on that roster right now that hasn't come in and, and you can give the pass to Glidden and Sobe because they really haven't had the opportunity. But played. even when they played in the exhibition games, they still, to some extent, I, th- I think Sobe had some issues there with the speed, but came out there and showed what they could do. So yep. no one has gone out there and we can look at them and say, man, why is this dude in the team? Like, there's yep. no way. Nick Kay at the first game, the Hounds came out for him, but he's proved himself, proved himself Absolutely. Worthy. Nick Kay's been sensational this tournament, so... What you got for well, us, Homicide? Well, You're just it? shaking your head thinking these well, idiots here talk about Australia when USA is going to come and just drop no, those balls. Not at all. I heard a week. Not at all. Go ahead. We need to credit Lamanis. Mm. End of the day, you Let know. Just pull up some We have to credit Lamanis <laughs> because this team is 5-0 and and he has them playing really well. He slid Joe to the point. He has everybody doing – he's getting the best from everybody. Yeah. That's not easy to do, you know, and he's he's still playing like the rotation is more than eight. Other guys are still getting in the game. Do you know what I mean? So you got to credit him because in the beginning, everybody had reservations. Why did you not put this guy on a team? He This doesn't work. Look at all the previous tournaments when he runs these plays. What happens? Blah, 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 blah. They're getting it done. 
What do you think? To this point. I know you've been. You've, you've been. A, where the where no, you've been a solid no, no. backer of Lamanis no, no. the entire time. It's worked well <laughs> to this point, but it worked well to this point in Rio as well. Good. Like the defense picks up at this stage. Can we all agree with that? But we also got robbed in Rio. We should have won that game. It I 100 agree with you. But I'm just saying, the proof will be in the pudding. After this, <laughs> we could win the World Cup, and where they'll okay. be like, oh, I don't know, man. Patty really stepped up. I don't think Lamanis could have predicted that. <laughs> <laughs> so now you're talking shit. We won't see it. No, no, no. Like, and, and you're you're humble enough to say that. Yeah, I, I came in with reservations about how the team was playing as well, but Lamanis yeah. has coached his ass off. He has this trip, and he's done a fantastic job. He has like, coached can't... his ass off. He's been great. He's and I think we saw last night. I'm not sure if you guys stayed up to watch the game, but I even was Adam's up. Even Adam Caporn taking the time out yeah, last yeah, night at the end of the first half, you know, drawing up a play of a full court play to try and get a, a, a shot. So I like I, I like the coaching staff they've got. I, the, I like the way that they've got Caporn in there. That Caporn doesn't it. Adam Caporn, of course, for those who don't know his background, coach at St Mary's, former NBL player, former NBL player for a couple of years with the Wildcats, I believe. Then now he's the head coach at the Australian Institute of Sport. So to have C-O- that guy, COE. the COE, I'm still going to call it the Australian Institute okay, of Sport. God damn. But to have that guy, one, a connection with all the younger players coming through. So all our best players coming through, he's going to have that connection with them. But he's also a specialty national team coach. And eventually, you can see a succession line there. If he stays with this team for 10, 11 years, he could potentially be the next man up. And that's where we can, hopefully, if we win this World Cup, if we do well at the Olympics, the funding can be there to have a full-time national coach and not have a guy that has to worry right now about not only the national team, but of course all his focus for Lamanis is on the national team. Is he still on the payroll at St. Mary's? Because he sends a lot of his kids that way. Yeah, I, I think there could be like could be a couple of kickbacks there. Is that legal? A couple of bitcoins. No comment. No comment. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. It's, no, it's illegal if you get caught, but otherwise okay. it's totally it's fine. Good. Yeah, it's totally okay, a blind eye too. <laughs> But to have a full-time coach here and have the funding to not have to... Because you feel bad for Lamanis in a way that he gets, he gets ragged on for this national team stuff. It's like, because he's a Brisbane Bullets coach. That's what pays the rent, is the Brisbane Bullets stuff. Yep. This Australian stuff is something on the side, which is what we can't have. And it's no way his fault. And he's done an amazing job of manage to, managing to carry the load of both of these things. But I can see Capehorn as potentially being that full-time guy a, a while on down the track. Yep. No arguments. Fantastic. There we well, go. I mean, well, there's nothing you can really argue about it. Yeah, you can't. You can't argue about it. I think basketball Australia's probably positioned Caporn to take over at some stage down the track. Yeah, mm. I just like the mold of where it's heading. In yeah, that regard. and obviously, hopefully, there's still a medal to be won at the Olympics after this Olympics. Well, that's the thing. Hopefully, we can just keep. Oh, that day. That's what we've been mentioning mm. a few episodes previous, and you were the one that brought that out. And I got to say that you were the first person that I heard that from. But it makes complete sense. And what we are talking about is the way that this could be the last Olympics with five-on-five basketball as FIBA or the Olympic Committee moves to just three-on-three because you look at every other sport, boxing, you have to be an amateur. And it's the biggest thing in boxing for an amateur to win a gold medal. Soccer, you have to be under 23, is it? Yep. Under 23, it's the biggest thing for the under 23 world tournaments to win a medal. What other sports? I'm forgetting about some. But pretty much every single sport apart from basketball, it's the be-all and end-all to win an Olympic medal. If they move it to three-on-three, then it's going to be the be-all and end-all for three-on-three. So it makes perfect sense. As much as I would hate to see it happen, I'm quite confident that it would. Yeah, it would suck. Where did you get that news from? Uh, Like that inside? Because I haven't heard it. For some reason, I haven't heard it on other mediums. I've, I've heard it whispered by people that I trust in these sort of departments. But I haven't seen it out there on the media that much. 
I'd love to tell you, but I actually can't remember who told me. <laughs> How many beers deep were you guys when they told you? 27. <laughs> which we call Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, mm. we'll finish on that note. Australia coming up against the Czech Republic with a we got nice some NBL news run. coming up soon as well. We got some NBL news coming up soon as well. Stay tuned, and we're going to be able to jump head. I was about to say balls deep into that, but I'm going to switch that to head first into that. <laughs> and they both sound like shit. <laughs> balls deep and head first at the same time. Who's in the middle? That's the question. Oh, oh man. Man. <laughs> totally blue. 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 We might have to edit this. Oh. That's it. We're out. I'm not even going to wrap this thing up. Balls deep, head first. We're out. Peace. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>